We're about to light up season three of Drifter's Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode one is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. Episode two is going to be called Loner Legends, sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season three drops on October 23rd. This is Emil Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com. This week on The Mystic Party, Sean Keller, Freddie Mercury, and past lives. Hit it, Ghost TJ. Welcome to the Mystic Party, the world's premier crypto psychology show. I'm your host, Bria Grant, Southern California's leading psychic. And I'm your other host, Zane Grant, professor of occult studies, University of Toronto, Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, Toronto, Cincinnati. Beautiful country up there. Oh, yes, it's in Cincinnati, but it's a... It's a branch of Toronto. It's a branch of University of Toronto. Mm-hmm. So Canadians mixed with Midwesterners. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful folks. Beautiful, beautiful folks. Our guest today... Is none other than Sean Keller, ladies and gentlemen. Sean Woo! Keller, fly me to the moon. Yeah. It. Hey, Sean, how are you? I am well. Thanks Bria. for coming today. My pleasure. Sorry, I was late. Uh, well, I expect that. Yeah, I know. It's the, it's the worst. <laughs> Sean, tell tell. Well, one, I just saw a video of you exploding a car, so that was pretty yeah. cool. Um, tell the folks at home you are a writer for the most part. That's your main. That, that's that's my jam. Uh-huh, that's I your am jam. A writer, yeah. Okay. Sometimes entrepreneur. Sometimes entrepreneur. Sure. Uh, singer, songwriter, okay. actor, mm-hmm. actor, producer. He has a wonderful cover of Pet sure. Cemetery. Ah, thank you. That I wanted to bring in here, but I didn't. That uh, yeah. I wish you would have brought that. Look it up. Um, I uh, this is a total random randomness, but I was looking at your IMDb page and I saw you were in a movie called Yeti, A Love Story, which I know those guys that made that movie. It's a fantastic <laughs> story. And you didn't Is quite it? get you didn't get the, the title right. It's it's oh, sh- Yeti Two a right. love Yeti A Love Story Two Life on the Streets. Whoa. So uh <laughs> that sounds the story of And you and you're oh, in, yeah, it. You're yeah, in I'm it. it. I'm in it. I'm in it. Love I, it. It's it's quality. I, it sounds really quality. I think I gave to their Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I yep. did too. I pushed it pretty hard on people because films like that just don't get made. You never do you, uh, see a, le- a Yeti sequel, love sequel, I mean, I, about life on the tough Yeti streets. Gay Yeti love story. Oh, it's gay. It's a gay Yeti oh. hooker story, and so those are those are tough <laughs> tales. I mean, you used to catch those on like the uh, after school specials, but sure. those are gone now. Yeah, you know, and sci-fi just isn't pulling their weight as far as you know getting like the gay Yeti community support no, no. out there. Sci-fi has been really kind of uh, silent yeah. on the gay Yeti front, and I think we should probably start up some sort of petition about that. I, you know, let's do it right now. You'll find that on the yeah. Mystic Party Facebook page. Um, Sean, but you are you're you're a writer. You're you're a fancy writer. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, you tell. I write with my pinky up. Oh, do you? <laughs> so fucking fancy. <laughs> 
I like can picture that in my head, and it looks really funny. Like, but it's weird because you can't like hit that. Fingers. You can't like hit F or whatever. It's the last key on there. Excuse my elbow and because good. that's good. fancy. That's good. Tell me about the movie that you just blew up a car in because I'm um, interested in that. We just blew up a car in uh, the movie Broken Vows. It's a Ooh. erotic thriller. Sexy. That, that was poor. Um, yeah, very uh, like uh, Joe Esterhouse, basic instinct, fatal attraction style, like trashy sexual thriller. But it's uh, Wes Bentley playing a super duper psycho, which he does wonderfully. Yeah. He's got, yeah. he gives crazy eye, like in a really good way. Oh, yeah. That, and, uh, that's a good skill. And who oh, did yeah. you model his hair after? In the <laughs> well, uh, he had a haircut that looks very much like... Professor Zangrass. Oh. Yeah. He looked uh, very, he, he was styled a little bit after you because we needed something that was sexy and crazy. Oh, oh yeah. That is sexy, how, that's crazy, how I cool. Him when that's I, me. When I think about Zane, I think. Sexy, Zane. crazy, cool. Yeah, that is what I think. Like very much a TLC. Pretty song. much TLC, yeah. Um, so and what else? Tell other people. <laughs> tell other people where they probably would know you from besides blowing up a car. Um, I, I'm doing uh, a terrible interview right it's now. It's quite all right. I uh, wrote, co-wrote I, with my writing partner, Jim Agnew, uh, right. Rage, starring Nicolas Cage, True. which is out True. on on, on uh, Blu-ray and DVD right now. Number five in the nation. Go rent it, please. I need True. the cash. My True. boys need to go to college. Um, <laughs> I uh, worked on The Ward with John Carpenter. I wrote I Dario Argento's Jallo. Um, I love The Ward, by the way. I oh, thank you. Have we talked about that I auditioned for The Ward? We talked about that you auditioned okay. for that night. Yeah. I, I, Have we talked I, about I, how Bria's what? every time it's brought up. <laughs> <laughs> Can I uh, talk about it some more? Can we talk more Can about we? me? Let's see. My relation to your work. Oh, um, Bria, how do you know Nicolas Cage? Oh, I don't. Actually, that was going to be my next question. How's Nicolas Cage? How can I meet Nicolas Cage? That is my next question. How can I meet Nicolas Cage? You could meet Nicolas Cage if you pony up the kind of cash that he requires for a role and I say, I've imagine. got a movie for you. Yeah. He'll be there. Yeah. That's, uh, that's sort of how Nick works. Step um, one. Is he, re- is he nice? He's really nice. He's super pro. Like, yeah, but really is he nice act- to you because you're the writer and stuff? Uh, he was nice to just about everybody. Wasn't I saw okay. him going through. It was a big deal that he was in Mobile, Alabama, where Ooh, we filmed that. Wow. And so they're like, oh, my God, Nick Cage is in Mobile, <laughs> Alabama. And, um, and so he would stop and sign autographs and oh, say hi to everybody nice. at the grocery store and everything. Oh, like like he, People were loving seeing him on the streets. And he was enjoying being, you know, the big shot in the little town. I and like so that. What is your- Isn't he the big shot everywhere, though? Yeah. To be fair, of, he is Nick Cage. There's a lot of places that maybe wouldn't treat him as well. Okay, yes. gotcha. You know, like Katsuya Sushi down the street. Exactly. So fancy. So fancy. Like they eat their sushi with their finger, their pinkies up. It's pretty hard to work with chopsticks like that, but man. Yeah, it is, but, it, but it's worth it. It's totally worth it. <laughs> hey, um, so what was, you shot in Mobile, Alabama. Can yeah. we talk about that for a second? I have a question. Oh, what? What's your favorite Nicolas Cage movie <laughs> besides uh, your own? Uh, besides Rage uh, on VOD and Blu-ray right now. Um, <laughs> VOD and Blu-ray, everybody. <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's a thrill a minute. Um, my favorite Nick Cage. Oh, adaptation, dude. He plays. Oh, he plays, he plays right? two roles That's true. that look exactly the same, and at no point do you ever confuse one That's for the true. other. Which is fucking great acting. That, that and really Raising good. Arizona, which Raising we Arizona. watched while my oldest was being born. We had that playing in the, in the delivery room. So we're watching a, a baby kidnap movie while giving birth to the first <laughs> child. Was, I thought thematically. Do you feel like that right. affected that your son mentally in any way? Oh, undoubtedly. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> What's your favorite Nick Cage movie, Zane? I like Raising Arizona. Really? Anybody else in this room have another one that's not Raising Arizona or Adaptation? That, that one where he played the drug-addicted cop. But it was a remake. Ba- bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. Werner Herzog's Bad Lieutenant 2, mm-hmm. Port of Call, New Orleans. It's really good. It's really good. 
I like Nicolas Cage in everything. Dude, I kind of do too. That's the right answer. Um, what I'm, what did, wait, why did you shoot Mobile, Alabama? Because tax they have centers. a they have a kick ass tax ah. rebate. Yeah. And did you um did did you like being there? I loved being there. Did you? Okay? I, I love the South. I'm I'm from Virginia and okay. lived in Kansas, and I, I've moved all around the place, and and I feel really at home in the South. That's I, good. I love the town, and the city itself is kind of weirdly depopulated. Like everyone lives out in the suburbs, and nobody lives in the city except oh, yeah. young folk, and so oh. there's bars and restaurants and good stuff to do on like a one mile strip of town, and that's it. And everything yeah, else, yeah. everything else is a ghost town, and so yeah. I feel like Baton Rouge is a similar way because I, I shot something in Baton Rouge is kind of similar. It's like that, yeah. But uh, but uh, Mobile looks just like uh, New Orleans. So when you're shooting there, it, everything looks super duper like New Orleans. Everyone thought we shot yeah. in New Orleans. It's a kind of a great. It's even cheaper and easier to shoot there than, than in going actual to New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can believe that. I feel like you agree. Like you knew what Mobile and Baton Rouge. I've like. driven through there with you. Yeah. Yeah. The port city, home of uh, Mardi Gras. Yeah. Um, when we were driving to Mississippi or something. To Georgia. No, that doesn't make any sense. We're driving to Mississippi. We're going to Atlanta. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did drive through there. Where would you, if you didn't if you didn't have to live in L.A., because you kind of have to, where would you live? Would you live somewhere in the South? You know. These are weird question, questions. That's I'm a, sorry. These are odd questions, Listen, but. I, I have been up all night, so this is like a little this bit This kind of ties into my, my problem, but oh, we'll okay. get into this later. We'll but, get uh, to it, for but, sure. But uh, I, I really love the sort of Point Reyes Drake's Bay area. You know, I love all of Northern California and, oh. and that, that coastal California thing. And it's it's pretty. It's awesome there. I would move there in a heartbeat. I don't think I could leave California anymore. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I'm yeah. so ensconced here. It's, it is kind of nice. that is truly weed country. <laughs> and how? Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Sean Keller. Um, I know you have a problem. We're not going to talk about it yet. Instead, we're going to talk about this week's paranormal news stories. And um, we have a little intro song that goes into that. You ate what? We're going to talk about paranormal news stories. We ate dirt. What? What? At the beginning of Raising Arizona when oh. he, was in, <laughs> he was in prison, he's like, you ate, you ate what? We ate dirt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is our paranormal news story song. Because Zane doesn't like it when I introduce it. Let me tell you other things I don't like about Brienne. Go ahead. Her haircut. That's good. Finder is here. He stands before us. Did you dig this up in like a Berlin disco out of like 1992? The old Jonathan Spees is here. Hi, radio. Famous, famous uh, artist. artist. I don't know what I was going to call you. I don't know what I was going to call you before that. Famous artist. Um, Maybe you read some comic books that Zane and Jonathan Spees did together. Jonathan, you found that song somewhere on the internet, and I always talk about it, and Zane hates it that I talk about it. What? What you found that on the internet? Tell you, know, tell her true. what you think about her it's hating. On the internet. The... I googled Mystic Party, and that's what came up. <laughs> you guys got to work on your hit count. Oh it's man, hit count. We need yeah. one of those counter things from Angel Fire. Hey, that's good. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do people still use those? Or some like I'm, this page has been visited. Just let me show. It was like a counter that shows how many people have been to the page. 
Like in like the 90s, that was like important. Now there are millions of people using the internet, so it's less surprising. Yeah, but I remember we had one on my band's page when I was like in high school, and it was really exciting because it'd be like, hey, we have like over 200 people have been to our band's web page. <laughs> what was your band name? Junction June, and then Zane and I were in a band for a brief minute when I we were real young. She kicked me out. That's true. Um, it was a ska band called Shut Up and Dance. Nice. It's a good, good band name. And then I don't my guilty. later band was called the Vicky Lawrence Fan Club. I had a, I had a rockabilly band that I was the, the front of called the Shotgun Wedding Combo. And, oh, uh, it's a good name a good, for a rockabilly band. And my uh, my boy, my 17-year-old, has a, a, a sort of obnoxious stoner desert rock band called oh, nice. uh, Deep Fried Dynamite. What? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a good yeah. name. What do, they, do they practice at your house? Uh, sometimes yeah. I try to avoid that. And, um, <laughs> what? Um, what are the kids? What are He's kids these days? What show. they like? They like stoner desert rock. Is that what they like? They that's, don't play rockabilly and ska anymore. Nah, that's uh, so lame. My boy is a weirdo because he, I raised him, okay. and so he, yeah, he's got a lot. He's, of, he's got a lot of like, he's got a lot of specials albums and stuff. Oh, so he's he down with the ska. He's a he's into everything that that no one else at his age would listen to. That's kind of exciting. That's, that's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, let's yeah. do some news stories. Kiki News Girl, Thanks, glad guys. to have you back. Thanks. I have a mic this week. You do have a mic. It's very exciting. I'm so glad famous artist Jonathan Spees is here. Hey. Hey. Yeah, Woo, wait. It's totally applause. I'll find you some applause. Kiki's working wait. a lot of shit over there now. <laughs> Takes a while to kick in there. Takes a while to kick in. It's like a slow clap. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the slow clap. All right. In paranormal news this week, title of this news article is a question. UFO over Ocean Isle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Correct. <laughs> Maybe. What was in the sky over Ocean Isle Beach this weekend? Where is Ocean Isle Beach? South Carolina. Great. South Carolina. Hey, one, of, one of Sean's favorite places. This is the South. I don't know. An Ocean Isle sure. resident says, I thought, that's a strange light. Maybe it's a helicopter light. And I was watching them go, and they sort of did like a half circle, said, Woozy Dell, who <laughs> was, was vacationing for the week out on Ocean Isle Beach. And then I saw another one come, and then I thought, this is bizarre. And it got a little interesting. What she says she saw were a series of dots in the sky. They appeared to be glowing orbs, changing in color and multiplying in number. It was in the sky and then went away, and it was the lights were so unusual that it was something you don't forget, Dell said. It's a very articulate person. <laughs> Wait, read the, first, read the part where they say that it looked, what, what did it look, the, the very beginning part? I thought, that's a strange light. Maybe it's a helicopter light, and I was watching them go, and they sort of did like a half circle. Half circle. <laughs> they sort of did like a half circle. <laughs> Okay. I like when the news quotes people like like verbatim. Like, like they don't try to make them smell, sound smarter. They're just yeah. like they add, yeah, they add like accents. They make it like a, <laughs> they're like this lady's from South. Can we make it sound like she's like, from South Carolina? Let's let's put a little bit of Flannery O'Connor in this news story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. is a little folksy of you. Yeah, yeah. They they did sort of a half circle up in there, and then. We was all sitting around here just drinking on our front porch. Whenever you write, Sean, do you ever write like, go, go get them with a like apostrophe e m? Oh yeah, e. Do you ever, apostrophe e m. Or do you? Yeah, every time. <laughs> you kidding me? Go <laughs> get them. Go get them. And you do you write get g i t? Uh, you yeah. know, How far do you if, go? If, I, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, there's like a level. It's like m is like a kind of colloquial, 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 colloquial. 
And um, and then, but if you go, you do GIT, that means you're yeah, like, you're kind of making ones, fun of Southern yeah, people at that point. You can't make fun of them. That guy's can, a racist. Like, if you write GIT, he's probably a racist asshole. There you go. But if it's GET, you're probably Now, if that's what you're trying to sell, then yeah, yeah. if you're writing like... You're like oh, go get him! I write a lot of... Some guy named Clem. Go get him, Clem! <laughs> I wrote a lot of Clem fan fiction. Yeah. How does that go? How does it go? Yeah. Oh, you know, it's like, it's like, me and Clem went down to the Shire. I like what, wait, um, wait, hold on. Shire? <laughs> hold on. I was really excited to hear your southern accent, but then it was something really weird. <laughs> it's southern middle earth. <laughs> me and Clem went down to the Shire. And we had a good old time with them hobbits. You know, we smoked on a pipe, and, and I, I went s- home. I skewed with a few, and I ate a couple before <laughs> I left because I was real hungry. That's racist. See, you already like you've already deculturized. Um, it's the not thing. racist. There, it it's just a hungry hillbilly, and the hobbits are real tiny. Hillbillies don't eat hobbits. That's so fucked up. Um, then what do they eat, Sean? Oh God! They eat hobbits all day. See, oh, um, <laughs> well, it's fan fiction, and in my fan fiction, they they sleep with Bilbo, and then he gets pregnant, and then he gives birth to a little southerner, <laughs> and he's like, "Go Bama!" And then he's got a piggly wiggly. The, littlest, the littlest hobbit, southern hobbit. Yeah, and he comes Hobbiter. out. He comes out with a little university, state of Alabama hat. Mm-hmm. Roll Tide. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> roll, yeah, <laughs> roll time, and <laughs> it's a visor, uh-huh. and then he wears it proud. Yeah, and then later in life, later in life, he graduates, and then what does he become? A racist. Oh, no! What does he become? He's <laughs> <laughs> having a great time. What does he become? Yeah, he becomes an adventurer. Okay, great. He goes to another Middle Earth. That that's the story. That's Rebirth. my story of Samwise's youth because you don't ever get it. Well, Samwise Samwise Gam Gamgee Gamgee. I don't know. I, what I, I, I'll, I'll sleep well tonight knowing that Samwise is a a little. He's the birth southerner. of Clem. <laughs> the birth son of Clem and Bilbo. <laughs> Clem and Bilbo made a Samwise. Next news story. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is. Don't trust a woman named Woozy. <laughs> From South Carolina. Her name was Woozy? <laughs> I thought that that were describing her. No. <laughs> her name was Woozy. <laughs> that, that was, yeah. I trust her, actually. What an asshole names her kid Woozy. <laughs> Someone with an inner ear problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your, your daughter's going to... I'm sorry, sir, but to tell you, but your daughter is going to grow up in... What is it? Your daughter's going to grow up and she's going to have an inner ear problem. Oh, that's okay. I'll just name her Woozy. Good idea. Great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Then then people will expect her to have balance problems. You're a Woozy Woozy. Oh, yeah. Here comes Lucy Woozy. God, she is like no good at cheerleading, running, or doing anything. Did you say Lucy Woozy? Lucy Woozy. She's the loser. Loser. I was being like a bitchy high school cheerleader. That kind of name will get you out of field sobriety test, though. You know, which is wobbling. True. It's like, but my name's it's Woozy. It's like, my name is Woozy. I have an inner ear problem. Oh. My name is not Do you guys Woozy. remember in Scream, which is like maybe my fourth favorite 
horror movie when the guy gets stabbed and he goes, I'm feeling a little woozy over here. Oh, yeah. No, I don't I remember that. I do that. remember that. That was a good that was, that was a very good Matthew Lillard impression. Now do Matthew Lillard from Suburbia. <laughs> Matthew Lillard is no Ethan Embry. <laughs> that is true. Well, we've just gone into some kiki fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the gauntlet. Next in paranormal news, Kirsten... Kirsten Ilyumzhinov defeated his opponent, chess legend Gary Kasparov, on Monday, August 11th, to retain his position as head of the World Chess Federation. The win, the win for Ilyumzhinov, who's presided over the FIDE for nearly two decades, was expected. But Kasparov was determined to at least attempt unseating Ilyumzhinov because he feels public comments about extraterrestrials made by Ilyumzhinov are negatively affecting the Federation, hindering its growth, and deterring potential sponsors. Ilyumzhinov claims to be an alien abductee and has spoken about his extraterrestrial encounters for more than a decade. He's a former president of the Russian Republic of Cal. Mikia <laughs> yeah <laughs> stated in 2010 that he met with extraterrestrials in Moscow where he communicated with them was shown around their spaceship and was even taken into space but despite his extraterrestrial tears the fe- tales the Federation seems perfectly happy with his long sitting president mm. he's they a chess champion but he believes he was abducted by aliens correct they does, probably made him really good at chess. Yeah, so does he make that claim that, that that's why he rules at chess? You know, he is that doesn't, the aliens? but I do feel like that is a really great thing. Like, if you meet some aliens and then they teach you a really good skill, like, hey, we're going to teach you to be a chess world champion. You're going to be the president of the chess Federacy or whatever it was called. Now bend over while we probe <laughs> you and put the chess brain in your body. This is going to be totally worth it. I promise you it's going to be fine. We just After I'm done probing, I'm going to teach you a great life skill. Like, um, you know, you're going to be, well, okay, it's not a life skill. A good skill that humans enjoy. Like, for example, you'll be good at the discus throw. Oh, well, see, that's a good trade-off. I'd yeah. Take, I'd take the probe to be great at the discus. You can, you can, uh, you can play darts really well in a bar. I would not take that one. No, no, no darts? Huh? But discus, yes. Discus, yeah. Okay, what, so what, it, what would be, like, the bottom thing you would take? For probe? Yeah. I don't think a probe is that big of a deal. Well, but you won't take darts. Uh, that seems like something you could get good at just by practicing. <laughs> you don't need a, a extraterrestrial intelligence to help you in that regard. No discus throw. I will never be an Olympic level discus thrower because I'm oh, my I skeleton is not made for that. What about mini golf? No. <laughs> that is something to be really good to be um, be. To be good at mini golf, like for birthday parties and stuff, when people have mini golf birthday parties, you're just going to show people up. Yeah. You don't want to make people feel bad by just crushing them at mini golf. Yeah. I guess that's probably true. Bowling? Now bowling, you can crush people and feel good about. Yeah, it. and there's yeah. a lot. There's more bowling parties, I guess, than mini golf parties. <laughs> yeah, plus there's like professional bowling leagues. Do we get, do we think the aliens are um, like sort of in co- like cahoots with like the, the chess? NFL? Oh, okay. Say with the chess with the chess world, I think that they're probably yeah they're setting. You have you noticed over the last eighty years how people have gotten exponentially better at sports? Like if you <laughs> if if you if you had if if you had like Michael Jordan play against some guy some guy who played the same number of hours of basketball. In, like, the 20s. Yeah, the best basketball player of the 1940s, let's say. 
Yeah. It would be no contest. Why? It's the same sport. Performance enhancing drugs? Isn't that the answer? Yeah, I think I think uh, I'm gonna go with uh, your sister on this drugs. one. I'm gonna go non alien. I but I oh. would say I'd go so far as to say that chess was probably invented by aliens. <laughs> that is actually as, really as, a good as point. like a genuine IQ test to feel to see like who the smartest people on this planet are and can we dominate them? Because if so, psh, no problem. We got this planet. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> so, but then it doesn't make sense that they choose so many country hicks for their for their uh, for their probings. I'm not certain right. they do choose so many country hicks for yeah. their probings. We read a lot of news stories about I'm that. I'm just letting aware. you know. And I believe everything I read on the internet. <laughs> well. Every little thing. In this case, they chose a chess master. Yeah. Grandmaster of chess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that could have been an early strategy because chess was invented in, in, Af- in northern Africa, as we all know. Oh, yeah. In the cradle of life. I'm a knowledge. I, be- I don't know. Yes, That's I agree. True. I agree. It is true. Next news story. Next news story. We sure live in interesting times. Advances in the processing power of commercial computers, combined with faster internet connections and freely available content provided by public institutions, have prompted the emergence of the armchair space researcher. Individuals who are willing to commit all their free time scouring through thousands of images released by NASA, taken by the satellite surveying the distant surface of Mars, as well as our own pockmarked natural satellite, the moon. One such individual, who goes by the handle Jasenko on YouTube, found a rather puzzling anomaly by using Google Moon, something that resembles a gigantic human silhouette casting a a shadow over the lunar terrain. The image was subsequently posted on a video clip through the channel of a guy using the alias Wow For Real. Lots of E's in that handle. As of today, the video has received more than a million views on YouTube. This was two weeks ago when I found the story, just so you guys know. What happened? There's a video of, uh, of what looks like a human shadow on the moon, and it's a... Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, it's because, and these guys uh, posted a YouTube video, and their handle is Wow For Real. Which is my favorite part of the story. <laughs> I think it's well for real. Yeah, here's a question: If you're gonna if you're gonna post a new a news uh, alien story, mm, should you go out of your way to make a more legitimate handle? No, that takes all the fun out. Okay, of it. well, I just feel like you should you should be like alien scientist for real, for real, for reals with a for Z, reals or doctor City institute, doctor professor. Emeritus. Dr. <laughs> Professor Science Guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, like- did you guys see this video? I saw it. Yeah. What do you think? I think... Um, it's a cat. A cat on the moon? <laughs> Could be. Or an alien scarecrow. Mm-hmm. That's or pretty a- good. Or Andy Kaufman. Or Andy Kaufman. Yeah, that's Andy good. Kaufman. That's good. Man on the moon. Oh, yeah. Man on the moon. It could be Michael Stein. <laughs> on the moon. Now that would be a twist. Um, I just like that the story also start with, starts with, we live in interesting times. <laughs> we live in interesting times. The first gay man on the moon, Michael Stipe. <laughs> Did he sleep with Kurt Cobain? You won't know unless you also go to the moon. Is that a rumor? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Guys, I don't know anything. What if he did? Would, would you still, would Rob G still listen to Nirvana? <laughs> You couldn't stop Rob G from listening to I Nirvana. like that Rob G comes up in a lot of our, our podcasts. That's because I like him. <laughs> um, all right. Question about question about this news story. If you were on the moon, what what would you bring to leave a shadow 
to confuse people doing YouTube videos later. Oh, good question. What would you bring? Hmm. Something that cast a weird shadow, like a per or a person. Would you bring like just a cardboard cutout of like Justin Bieber and just leave it there, like ah? Like, or- I've been like, uh, yeah. If you're gonna do a cardboard cutout, it should be like Mr. T. So oh people yeah. Like, no, this is- I pity the fool who don't come to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> or they think aliens are really buff. Yeah. One or the other. <laughs> yeah. Zane. I like that. Mr. T cut out. All right, all around. All right, great. When Mr. T cut out, it is then. We did it. We did it, guys. Hey, I think it's time to uh, wrap up news stories, paranormal news stories, and we're going to go on to um, quiz our guest. Um, so now it's time for It's a Quiz. It's a quiz. We sure live in interesting times. Hey, um, Sean Keller. Your name is Sean Keller, which rhymes with fortune teller, kind of. Right? Right. So I assume you know about many different types of fortune telling, particularly ones based on birds. Sure. Fortune telling based on birds. Look, Sean, if you're capable of answering these questions somewhat correctly, we'll get to your paranormal news. No, you don't have a news problem. Your paranormal problem. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's shoot. All right. Question number one. Ooh, this is a tough word. Electriomancy mm-hmm. is the practice of doing what to determine the future? A, watching roosters peck at grains. B, dissecting live doves. Or C, talking with cranes. Kind of rhymed that a little bit. I'm going to go with uh, B, the dissecting of live doves. Sean, no, I'm sorry. It is actually watching roosters peck at grain. Still a very popular form of fortune telling. The most common way is to get a white cock, sprinkle some bunch of uh, feed on some letters, and see what it says based on what the cock eats. You can also use a black hen. I use a, a white cock all the time. <laughs> I knew that joke was going to happen. I knew someone's going to have it. I was going to say it, but he already said it. <laughs> Does anybody else have a white cock joke in the room? I keep my white cock at home. <laughs> right next to my wife. <laughs> Question two. It's okay. It's okay. You got two more you can get. All right. All right. These are real things, by the way. I spent a lot of time. I'm having a, a, a panic attack, a flashback from uh, when I failed on Jeopardy. Were you on Jeopardy? Oh, my God. We'll talk yeah. about that for a moment. Uh, uh, yeah. It was, I was doing real well, ringing in, going nuts. And then uh, one of the category was hot, in quotes. And, like, something came up. And I'm, like, I'm ringing in. And I'm ready to say, like, this, these per- people were referred to as blah, blah, blah. And I ring in. And I'm ready to say the hot and tots. And in my mind, I go, wait a minute. Is that racist? And, <laughs> like, and, and from that moment on, I'm, like, I'm second-guessing everything and, and can't ring in. And, can't, like, oh, just total flop sweat. That is amazing. <laughs> were you on so you didn't win? I did not win, no. But um, was it real awesome? Oh, it was real awesome. I had them introduce me as a country singer from oh, Charlotte, California, and I wore like a Western shirt. Oh, nice. that's really and cute. So, uh, they yeah. love that, I bet. So, uh, I'll, Wait, I'll... are you like really good at trivi- trivia? I'm He's really good, good at it. it. I was on Win Ben Stein's Money and, <gasps> uh, and didn't win that. on that one either. I lost on a Sisyphus question, which just about killed me because I'm such a Greek myth lover. Wow. But yeah, I'm kind of a dork. Wow, that's amazing! Oh, do you do you do horror trivia night? Yeah. You do. Are you wearing a sheet shirt that says I'm horror? Wearing trivia night? wearing the shirt I won at horror trivia night with our our 
sort of a non-stop juggernaut zombie redneck torture family that yeah. wins every, every month. Except this, this last month because, you know, I wasn't there. And, and Rob G wasn't there either on our team. So Who's on your team? Rob G. Me and Rob G, uh, Garo Sechin, Mike Williamson, Jared Rivet, and Brian Collins. Brian Collins and Rob G both been on the show. Yeah, we just need to get everybody from get the your other team. ones. Get the other ones in. Yeah, the whole zombie writing torture family on here. That's fine. That's a jump cut. We should plug it because that's a cool thing that happens every, uh, once a month on Thursdays. Go to the jump cut. Once jump cut cafe. Or trivia night. Complain about anything to Elric. It's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> or eat a fluffernutter sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, question two. This is not like Jeopardy. I'll tell you what. Because you had that bad experience on Jeopardy. We're probably going to answer your paranormal news question. Paranormal. <sighs> Why are you so right. nude? Paranormal problem. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. okay. Thank you. Maybe it's news related. Some professionalism. In the Jesus Christ. Get it together, Grant. You. You're Grant, not me. Oh. <laughs> um, question two. Another bird-related uh, type of fortune telling is augury. A-U-G-U-R-Y. Augury? I don't know. In which one determines the future based on the flight of a particular set of birds. In ancient Rome... Augers were used to determine everything from inauguration, the inauguration of a magistrate to decisions made within the people's assembly. While this is all interesting, what little tidbit did the writer of this Wikipedia article include, even though it had no citation? <laughs> a. That birds are beautiful. B. That it could easily that you could easily bribe an auger to delay a state election. Or C. That it should be used for our elections today. Oh, well, that's got to be C. It should be used for elections today, shouldn't it? <laughs> well, that is true. That is an incorrect answer. <laughs> he did say at the beginning that, look, this is a, you could easily bribe an auger to, to say that, uh, uh, to delay a state election when mm. they're determining whether or not the birds are. We don't know that for sure. Do we don't know that for sure. You bribe, no, you bribe the guy who, so somebody interprets it and you, oh, but he just added that, whoever, or he, I assume it's a he, most Wikipedia writers are he's, I, I heard a news story about that. Anyway, this person who wrote it added that it's in. probably on Wikipedia. And it says, <laughs> and it says needs citation. It was like, and you could easily bribe an, an algor to change the election. Anyway. I All could right. never bribe an algor. Oh, and you can also um, base algory on four-legged animals such as foxes, but it was never used in state affairs in Rome. Okay, last question. You actually might know this one. Manny Ooh. the parrot Ooh. is an, a Malaysian-born parakeet who resides in Singapore and is assistant to a fortune teller. You guys know about this? What did Manny the parent do? Parrot. He's not a parent. Manny the parrot do to give him worldwide fame and to make him one of Singapore's hottest Google searches for some time period. Uh, oh wait, wait. wait I have, you yep, yep. Okay. But I feel like you knew it. I was just gonna stab out there. And say he predicted the World Cup. My God. That's right. Yeah! <laughs> 2010 oh. World Cup semifinal. There That's really crazy that you knew that. I have a little bit of psychic parrot in me. Oh, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. His major rival is Paul the Octopus, who predicted 80, with 85% accuracy the winners of the same tournament. Paul has his own app called Ask the, Ask the Octopus, but he died, just so you guys know. Ask the Octopus. How did he die? I think just of um, old age, which for an octopus is two and a half. Really? Yeah, it's what I read on Wikipedia today. <laughs> Some dude wrote that. Some oh, dude wrote man. that, but it had a citation. So <laughs> I feel like when it has a citation, it's good. Man, that was really good. I can't believe you are the first person in the history of all of Mystic Party to get a question correct without hearing the multiple choice answers. That's right. Well, this is a paranormal podcast, isn't this it? This is completely paranormal. Mm. Well, I think that means it's time for us to talk to the guest.
Sean. She's a witch. <laughs> Sean, while I'm interested in all of uh, your um, your knowledge about parrots, um, I am also interested in the problem you came here because I know you're having a big problem here today and you need the brilliant minds of the Mystic Party to solve that problem for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, it started a while ago. Uh, actually, uh, 17 years ago? Like, uh, quite a long time That's ago. That's a long time. Yeah, I was... Um, I used to be more of a full-time actor than writer, and when I was doing a show in Boston, uh, I one weekend... What show? I was doing a, a show called Rent. I was Familiar with it. Familiar. Heard of it. I was Roger and got to be the singer. Oh. Um, and then uh, pretty much killed myself doing that show. But um, mm-hmm. one weekend with my then-fiancé, who was pregnant, and then we decided we were going to just, out of the blue, day off... We, I got to go drive north. I'm like, I got to go. I don't know what was compelling me, but I had to go north. We started driving north, and I'd never been anywhere in in Massachusetts before. And the weirdest sensation came over me where I could not get lost. I couldn't – I mean, I knew everywhere we were going. I We pulled into Marblehead, and I knew the streets up and back. I knew how to get around. Uh, we went further up the coast, and uh, – and we were going to turn around. I'm like, no, no, no. i got to go a little bit further. And my wife's like, well, I want my fiance at the time. She's like, can't we just go home? It's been all day. I'm like, no, no. There's something up here. i got to go. i got to go. And we drove up to this town called Salisbury Beach. And I walk out on the beach. Like, I park the car, go, i got to go out here. And I walk out, and low tide had just pulled out. And there's these, like, boards, these bits of old wood sticking out of the sand. So creepy yeah really creepy and i sort of now the rest of this i don't have very much firsthand because i kind of uh blacked out oh um when you saw the boards i saw the boards and i sort of uh next thing i remember my wife is pulling me out of the surf and i apparently just sort of walked right up to him and face planted right in the water and she had to grab me she's pregnant trying to drag my ass out of the water how and pregnant is she she was at this point seven months pregnant oh, so she's, real pregnant. And she's five foot nothing and mm. you know so she's trying to drag my here. big bones out of the the sea was not easy but um from that point on i've had like really hardcore panic attacks when i'm anywhere near uh where a shipwreck has been um and so i this one in particular was a a ship called i I went into town and like we had to go to a bar and i needed a drink because i could like i had salt water up my nose and in my ears and everything from passing out but but my wife said that i was saying that i could taste the sea before i was even in it's like i've like I was drowning, so I had this like premonition of drowning and passed out, and so I we and go it the, almost did drown, and almost did drown. And we go to the local bar, and I'm like, ah, I need a beer, I need to try to get over this, and mm. I told him about it, and it's like, yeah, that's the the Jenny Carter is the ship that wrecked out there on on March 13th. Jenny Carter, the Jenny Carter, 18, so this is a good weight loss program, 1897, mm. and so this was exactly 100 years to the day. What was when I went there and passed out and freaked out in the water uh i was told that seven people died on that ah. ship when a nor'easter struck uh oh. they were carrying granite from maine to norfolk and only four of the people were accounted for the bodies were found three others were never found and so i never really believed in past life experiences until this point but i Clearly. feel like i'm being haunted by my past life experiences now wow. when i went up to drake's bay and up by in Verness, California, and and Point Reyes, where the the fog was filmed, there's a, mm-hmm. sure. a lighthouse there, and there's been hundreds of shipwrecks there. As soon as I got down by the lighthouse, I started tasting salt water in my mouth and had blacked out. And now, anytime I'm 
near any place like that, like at night, I, as I'm falling asleep, I just dream of drowning. I kind of have to just sort of get wow. really drunk or stoned or whatever to like not flip out. But I'm being haunted by a past life. Like clearly, I must have died in at a, sea some sort in a of- shipwreck. And I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get rid of this. This is a really intense paranormal problem. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. bugging me. Let's talk about the difference between deja vu and past life. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like um, you first you started... Um, at first you started with a deja vu-ish type yeah. situation, right? And then we went into past life. But it took you falling into the ocean yeah. and experiencing first it was just a deja vu you knew where you were going you knew where you were headed everything was intensely familiar intensely familiar and then it became a past life situation that's how I interpret it mm, okay alright so Zane how would you define deja vu how do you define it yeah defined it <laughs> I defined it anywhere I can <laughs> <laughs> um well, oh how do you how do you define deja vu? Versus past life. Oh, deja vu is when you're peering into a parallel universe. Great. Um, into a life that you've already experienced. Mm-hmm. It's a, a crossing of the consciousnesses that simultaneously exist. And sometimes they get messed up. It's like on it's like in the old days, in the fifties, uh, when they cross your phone lines up. Sure. You know, oh, I can hear I can hear a Chinaman speaking. Ma'am, um, hello, hello, um, uh, ma'am. Oh, go ahead, do a Chinese accent. <laughs> I feel like you're about to do it. Uh, hi, yes. Uh, my name is Dr. Chang. I went to UCLA. <laughs> hello, operator. I can hear a Dr. Chang on the other line, but I can't decide what's going on. Uh, I'm trying to get a hold of my daughter. She's in Cleveland. Susan, well, I'll be home soon. Doc, who is this, Dr. Chang? Would you prepare the wonton soup that I ordered? <laughs> I, I'm And pick up our clothes at the cleaners. <laughs> I was the first graduate of UCLA uh, as operator. a Chinese-American. I can, only, I can hear a very intelligent and educated Chinese man on the other line, and I really need, to, I really need <laughs> the situation resolved. <laughs> operator, my telephone line is crossed with an incredible racist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so that's that's deja vu. I think he must be Bilbo's son. <laughs> <laughs> and then past lives? Past lives are, um, well, you know, some people's souls never achieve uh, enlightenment and move on into the, into the next uh, light. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are recycled here on Earth. Into humans or, but it's good for the environment. Recycling. Lesser animals. It's it's good for the uh, the psychic environment. So, but so we you, we're thinking you might be a recycled as recycled. See, but like if if in the case of like being haunted by a ghost or something, you can kind of like there's there's steps you can do to get the ghost to go away. But yeah. if it's me, what do I do? How do All I right. stop? How do I stop having these like freakouts? Let's ask. Let me ask you a couple questions. Some All important right. some important information we need to know. Are you scared of taking baths? No. Are you scared of swimming in pools? No. What about, like, washing your hands? No. Boiling water on the stove? A little bit. Okay. Hmm. And uh, swimming in the ocean? No. 
Oh, you're not scared. At all. Not at all. And I love it unless I'm anywhere near someplace. Like, there, unless there, there you're, you're near a ghostly shipwreck. Exactly. It's it's messed <laughs> up. I, I I can go to uh, Malibu and swim all day, and, mm-hmm. and that's just fine. But if I go a little bit further up the coast to, like, near Santa Barbara where yeah. there's been some wrecks, I, get, I can go in the water and, like, I turn cold. Because Malibu's real fancy, and yeah. so they don't have shipwrecks there. It's that's just, right. like, people drinking tea with their pinkies out, and then... That's in normal Malibu. No, not, not, but northern. Not northern Malibu where Borby was. Yeah, right. They call us quite a bit. Borby calls us quite Borby a bit. Borby calls all the time. Um, well, that's really a horrifying situation that you have found yourself in. Mm-hmm. See, we need to get you some steps to basically purge yourself of your past life. Yeah. <sighs> wow. It's a complicated day for Mystic Party. You know, our phone lines are blowing up. I feel like we need to take a couple of calls to people who have opinions about what's what your situation is. Strong opinion. That would be great. Mystic yeah. Party listeners. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hello. Hi, this is uh, Robert Canswell. Hey, Robert. I'm a Great. mortician yeah. in Lake Okeechobee, Florida. Oh. Um, a fine professor. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. Uh, I, I'm a... I find myself attracted to the more portly uh, women that I'm, maybe even men too, you know. I'm not gender biased. And I wonder if that's because in past lives I had dated these people Mm -hmm. or married them or had relationships with them. Uh And now I'm still into them. My past life is into them, you know. I'm not into them. I think it's gross. I see what you're saying. Thank you for taking my call. So, hmm. so that didn't answer your question at all. No, no. But, <laughs> but more, it, it, rose, it was more of their it, own question. It brought up a, I think a it, very interesting point. Okay. The, all right. Yeah. The point being, mm. if you are a mortician today mm-hmm. and you are uh, considering having sex with one of your corpses sure. based upon the idea that you might have been in love with them in a past life. Sure. Don't do it because the timeline of that it would be messed up either way. Yeah, yeah like, the soul would have left the body. You're not having any... Yeah. Very true. That is so, true. That's one point. Yeah. A second point being that if this guy, let's say, in Florida is like in his 50s, right? Let's just say. Let's just say. Mm-hmm. He's sounding, sounding, he's sounded, sounding like an oldie. And, and the person that he's treating is uh, 80. Mm-hmm. Well, that would make him... One when they were thirty, so if he was in love with them sexually, it just doesn't really add up. The number, the difference in numbers. Uh huh. Say they're the same age. Say he's fifty and they're fifty. The corpse is fifty years old. Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, then there's no overlap. Like there's no overlap between that corpse and his past life. This sounds like some. Uh uh, some ne- necromancy math that I don't understand. Okay, yeah, they, they didn't teach me this in no, algebra no, too. I don't, no. I don't understand the trig on this. Okay, <laughs> well, let's say if there's two souls, two souls, and one is born in 1939, another one born in 1940. Okay, one yeah. year apart, and then they both die ten years later at eleven and ten. Right, and then they're reborn, Wait, and, and that guy nine. grows up to be the mortician. Yes. That he can't have sex with that body? Then he can't have sex with that body. Can or can't? Whichever one you prefer to hear. The the simple solution, folks, is actually what Sean said. It's that the soul has left the body. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you're not seeing the past life that you're in love with in that body. So here's something about that call that I didn't totally get. <laughs> something? Um, <laughs> just just one one detail. What is he talking about? Having sex with corpses I, or just I general people? I, I, I think that Zane, was... I think you picked that up without no, no, it being no. said. He said he said it, once again, this is a paranormal show. Sure, so right. sure. Could be reading Zane lines. could be hearing things that maybe we can't even hear because he has like dog ears. This is yeah. what I hear. A couple of necrophobes sitting across <laughs> the table from me. Oh, you don't like a necrophilia. I get it. It's not a popular thing. But who's it hurting? Uh, I mean, the soul has left the body. It, it really is hurting no one. That's I'm right. with you on that. Well, let's talk about souls leaving your bodies. So, I mean, if a soul, if if the soul still has things to to take care of, they may recycle into a new body, which sounds like what you have there. You have a. Do people call you an old soul all the time? Oh my gosh! And you sing country music. And how that just and you say and how the circle will <laughs> not be unbroken. <laughs> <laughs> I am by <laughs> I like a country music reference. More mm-hmm. of those, please. Yeah. Um, so I, it sounds like you have a recycled soul happening, just like maybe possibly our caller who didn't have an answer for you but had a question of his own. But that's fine, guys, if you need to call in. If you need to call so in. Is suicide the answer then? Mm, you know, I'm going to go with Pretty. suicide's never the answer. Except in extreme cases, which we actually have most of the t- a lot of times on the show. I've, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tortured here. Oh Pretty tortured, but only when you're sleeping bad. near a near a shipwreck. So like, yeah, like a I, Santa Barbara type area, which yeah. you like a lot. You which I love. I love going there, you but I, I get toward the water and I freak the fuck out. Oh God, jeez, we haven't come up with a good solution yet. Let's take another call and see if we have a caller who has a better a better response. God, let's hope so. Hi, Mystic Party. This is Penelope calling from Allen, Texas. And I just wanted you to know that I have some experience with past lives. The thing you have to ask yourself is, do you ever feel like really scared or uneasy when you pass by like just like an inanimate object? Because that might mean, that might trigger, be triggering something from your past. Like like for me, I get scared when I walk over grates in the ground. And I know that's because I clearly died by falling in a hole in a past life. And one time I got scared when I walked by a tree. And that was because in a past life, a large branch had fallen on my body, and I just sure. know this to be true. Wow! So she's confirming basically confirming what you said. That, that's got to suck to have to avoid trees. Yeah, there's a lot They're of trees everywhere. Yeah, yeah Penelope. Penelope. Oh, Penelope, Penelope Cruz calling into our show all the time. Um, yeah. So I'm, that doesn't seem. <clears throat> excuse me. That doesn't that doesn't seem to help us very much. We've already confirmed, I think. But thank you for that call, Penelope. It's kind of a thank talk you, of the nation problem where. The caller calls in and just says exactly what they just heard. Talk of the nation. Isn't that an NPR program? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Something like that. And they call in to say, I heard you say this. You're listening to Talk of the Nation. Talk of the Nation. Talk to the Nation. Talk to the Nation. No. You're listening to Talk to the Nation. No. And should today, this week, we address. Oh, yeah. This week, we're talking about. Should the mom out? They got yeah. a weird voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. And then people repeat the problem. They're like, <gasps> I don't know if that's a call in show. I'm going to be honest. I think I'm thinking of a different show. Yeah, I think so too. Well, you're thinking of uh, Larry Mantle that comes on every day. That's what it is. <laughs> Larry Mantle. And then he has a problem. People call in and they Which say, Which way, LA? Tries, and then he tries to get people off the air as soon as possible. I've confirmed it is talk of the nation. 
talk of the nation. Well, Sean's about to come. Now I'm doing the. Jesus, someone get that rope from around Sean's neck. Sean, give me that rope right now. And all of your razor blades. Give me those razor blades. Give me that bucket of water. You're doing what with? You are going to stick your head in. I'm oh, yeah, because you're not scared. Myself. Are you scared of buckets of water? Scared of uh, Choke on an I apple. it's filled with salt water. Oh, okay. I got you. Bobbing for apples and salt water. Sean, yeah, I would not do that. That would do freak it. me the fuck out. He don't do it. I think what needs to happen, clearly, is that um, I'm going to um, do a little psychic test now. Okay. And then I have, clearly, you had some sort of pirate sailor issue in your past life. I'm going to possess Zane with an old sailor. Did you bring the sheet? No, I didn't bring a sheet. I'm sorry. And then I want you to talk to him about it, just like you would talk to us, just like you would talk to Dr. Phil or Oprah, any of those kind of people, and talk to the sailor about your problem. And I bet you he has an old sailor wisdom he's going to give you. Well, I... I'm sure he will. The funnest part about doing a show is putting your brother on the spot. <laughs> let the possession. Uh, let the possession begin. Everybody put on their foil hats. Foil hats. Come to me to the pyramid, Alistair Crowley's grandchild. Hello. Are there any sailors in Zane's body ready to talk to Sean? Tuck him off the ledge from killing himself because he can't be near the ocean. Any sailors? Any pirates? Hi. Oh, hi. Are you a uh, sailor? Pirate? Something to do with water? I was a sailor. I was a sailor in the YMCA. Oh, that works. Right, Sean? That, 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 that totally works. Oh, you're a sailor in the YMCA. I'm familiar with that. Yeah, the village people. You remember me? Yeah, how was that Indian? He was... He was hot to try. I can believe it. Mm. <laughs> so um, we have a guy here, and you're a sailor professional, and we just don't know enough about the water. We have a guy here who really needs some help. Sean? Sailor. Yes? <laughs> How do I calm my soul, my past soul that is clearly drowned? Now, there's, uh, you're dead, right? I've been dead. I've been dead since the 80s. Okay. I just wanted to confirm that. Um, uh, and a death at sea is a, a, a terrible thing, apparently. Terrible thing. And so I, I, I'm feeling disquiet in my soul because of it. Can you help me, please? I'd love to help you. Okay. And I, I've never been to sea myself, and I definitely didn't die at sea. Okay. So I'm not familiar with any of that. But are you familiar with having an, an unquiet soul? That I am very familiar with. There was an unrequited love between myself and Freddie Mercury. And, <laughs> and you know, he wrote a few Queen songs about me. And I feel like he could do that for you. Is so, he still alive? So if I get... Now, we're going to have to channel Ghost Freddie Mercury in order for him to write a song about me that's, that's going to help I my would love soul. To, I'd love to talk to Freddie Mercury. I haven't talked to him in years. Is he still alive? You said channel. Yeah, he's he's not with us on this plane anymore. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mercury's I dead. I don't want to break he's that to dead. you. What? How'd he die? <laughs> he was he was ill. What? what, what did he get cancer? <laughs> no. Let's bring in Freddie Mercury to this to this trio. Um 
Let's do it. Put on our foil hats. Welcome to the pyramid. Here we go. It. Uh, Freddie, Freddie, can uh, are you around? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, Freddie, so thank you for joining that us. Is undoubtedly, back. undoubtedly the voice of Freddie Mercury. <laughs> hey, Freddie, do you remember me? I was oh, a sailor. I've missed you many years. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. I don't believe you. Freddie, um, we have a guy here. This is getting really confusing, so you guys, I don't know if you know anything about the sea either, but uh, we uh, have a guy here who has a problem with the... Uh, with he thinks he's... Uh, My past life is yeah. haunting me, Freddie. Yeah, and, this is getting real complicated. And, and I'm, I'm having real issues here. And Sailor told me that his unquiet soul was settled by songs written by you. So I was wondering if you could maybe just Freddie. sing a song about me that maybe will soothe my, my soul. I bet you can, Freddie. <laughs> I'm positive you can. Freddie. Freddie. <laughs> Over there. How did you die? <laughs> How did you die, Freddie? I was really surprised. You seemed so happy and healthy in life. And, you know, I died in that motorboating accident. I thought you said you've never you, been on the sea. No, no. Liar. I meant motorboating like I had my mouth on a man's butt. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and you know, I was wearing my little sailor hat and uh, some Islamic fundamentalists shot me. Jesus and Christ. I think, wow. and a lot of people labeled it a hate crime, but I really think they thought I was just in the U.S. Navy. Oh, um, yeah. That mm, could have been that the case. That happens all the time. You were living too fast, sailor. So, uh, Freddie. <laughs> Freddie, you sound different. Can we give you, uh, can you sing a little song to get uh, the uh, uh, to to quiet Sean's soul? I got to tell you first, Sean. This is what you got to do. You got to rock it. You got to rock it? You do. You got to rock it. You okay. have to be a champion. Mm -hmm. Okay. You mm. have to be a champion. And bicycles. And bicycle. Yeah. Okay. You gotta you gotta ride your bicycle by the water, confront your fears, go into the water. Find a big bottom girl. Fat bottom girl. Find a fat bottom girl, fat bottom boy. Okay. Uh huh. Bring them with you. Alright, I'm I'm writing all this. You down. should write this down. Yeah. I can't down. get a pen. So fat bottom girl, bicycle, we will rock you, champion. Laser beam. Laser beam and a lot um, of lasers. A lot of lasers. All right, all right, all right. Got and, uh, it. Uh, how many? Girl, how many like white pant jumpsuits do you own? Oh, I don't have any. Okay, yeah, I would invest in one of those. All right, all right, I will get one tonight. Okay. That, Freddie. Thank you so much. Such good advice. You do rock me. Ah. I rock everybody. Aww. I love so you, Freddie. Sweet. I rock everybody. Let's let everyone return back to their own bodies. Take off of our take uh, off our uh, foil hats. Uh, uh, Zane, uh, Kiki, I don't want to go. Everybody here. Uh, uh, I don't want to go back. You got to go back, oh, sailor. Oh, go oh, back and motorboat oh, in, in, oh, in the future. In the future. In the other lives. There's no sweethearts in heaven. Are. There are no sweethearts in heaven. Go away. Hello, Zane, are you back? Oh, yeah, what happened? You said something about there's no sweethearts in heaven, and I don't believe that. I think that heaven is made of sweethearts. Mm. That's a Buck Owens song. That's weird. Hmm. That's weird. How was that sailor? Was he... Did, did he survive uh, Trafalgar? Was he nah. was he kind of an was he an Admiral Lord Nelson kind of guy? Yeah, he was really important. He was important. He was a a different type of sailor, mm -hmm. but but really helpful. Super helpful. Oh, good. Well, it takes all kinds. It does. Sean, um, I hope we solved your problem in a really confusing roundabout way uh, today on the Mystic Party. Um, can yep. we get some applause? Can we get some applause for Sean? Sean, how are you feeling? I, I, you know, I'm 
I'm you have a plan. I'm still a little troubled, but I have a plan now. And so as long as I can enact the plan, I got the white jumpsuit. I got to hang around with some fat bottom girls. Yeah. I got to go in the ocean. You're going to be good. You're going to be totally there. fine. Are you... Uh, wait, 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 wait. What was the solution? Uh, it's a little complicated You can thing. listen to the podcast. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Listen to it. Mystic Party on iTunes. It's pretty solid. Um, so, Sean, we'll have you back. We'll have a follow-up, see how that went. Okay. Um, but I feel like we solved your problem. It feels like we did it. I feel 100% good about it. Like, we solved... And if not, um, good luck in the afterlife. I hope you don't have to like recycle back into another body if you kill yourself. God, that'd be the that'd worst. Be the worst going through many, many recycled lives. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. You know, go play that game Mist. I think at the end you'll find your answer. Okay, I don't Ooh, know what that means. That sounds very scary. Hey, Sean, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Sean Keller. Mm-hmm. And that's spelled S-E-A-N, Sean, like, you know, Sean Connery. Um, yeah, sure. We'll know him and love him. Um, mm-hmm. And where and what uh, what should people buy on Blu-ray and DVD? You know, uh, you should go out right now to your Best Buy or Fry's or wherever. Fry's? You're, yeah, one of those places. <laughs> I like grab a, a copy of Rage starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Do you have a commentary on there? Uh... No. no <laughs> we could do that on the next You and Brian Collins should do one. We should do one. We do it we'd any get, time on our show. Get drunk and do those well. Didn't you do one for Dead and Buried or we, something? We did one for Dead and Buried and one for Zombie. Oh, cool. Where can people find those? Uh, you can't because they were on Fearnet and Fearnet is defunct. What? Rest in peace, Fearnet. Like, subscribe, Mystic Party. We're on Facebook. Like us on there. We have tons of stuff posting. Community is real active on there, so go hang out. I'm at Bria Grant on Twitter. I'm at Zane Grant on Twitter. Kiki's at Kiki the Don on Twitter. Thanks for listening to the Mystic Party. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hey everybody! Do you like getting stoned and watching a movie? Or just watching a movie? Well then check out our podcast, I Am Weed, where we... And a guest... Go to the movies and discuss it after. A movie review podcast with a little token twist, get it? Oh boy, but hey, you don't have to smoke weed to enjoy this podcast. Uh, you should enjoy watching movies, though. Subscribe to I Am Weed on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app.